0: This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system.
1: America. Here comes the release from the pain. Unapologetically. This is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. Hour number two. This is Lock and Load, and we're joining now by Jeff Knox of the Firearms Coalition, and I haven't spoken with him in a bit. Well, because, you know, everybody's busy and everything, and plus, I'm forgetful. How are you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing good, Bill. How are we doing?
1: Well, I'm doing all right, I guess. Like I said, I'm forgetful. I don't like being forgetful. I don't like being forgetful. But anyway... Um, it's always good so we uh, we just I, I didn't go did, did you go to the NRA annual meeting?
0: Oh absolutely <laughs> I, I went to my my annual pilgrimage to get pilloried um, it's uh, I, I skip one every now and then and I always regret it or I usually regret it and then I attend and I usually regret it so <laughs> it's kind of a a, a lose lose. Situation: um, The NRA is such a mess right now, and I think that we've crossed over the Rubicon. I don't think that there's any salvation uh, available. There's no impact that we can make anymore. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I talk about NRA so much. I write about NRA so much because I had hoped we could save them, but from themselves, from their leadership. But I don't, I don't really see a chance of that happening now. Over the next several months, uh, they're supposed to be going to court in the New York lawsuit. I think that there's a, a very good chance that they'll file for bankruptcy again, um, with more solid footing, <laughs> uh, for doing so. You know, the last time in the same press release where they announced that they were filing for bankruptcy, they declared that they weren't bankrupt. So that became a problem and ended up that the bankruptcy got tossed for being filed in bad faith. But now they really are very close to bankruptcy. And um, so I, I think that they're probably going to do that again. There are some signs out there that they're going to do that again. They made too much money. In the Great American Outdoor Show and the NRA convention up in Indiana. So that bolstered their, their bottom line a little bit. And the political situation is good for them. It's good for their fundraising. But, uh, we're still, we're, we're way behind. Uh, and I don't see recovery. And, uh, if they go to court, well, they're going to lose because the evidence is just utterly damning. Um, it's a terrible situation, and uh, anybody who, who doubts me, <laughs> I invite you, go to my website, firearmscoalition.org, and there are court documents, there are uh, financial disclosure documents, there are IRS documents, um, there are samples from the court of reports from independent auditors who looked at the, the NRA's books that are just astounding, the things that they've been spending money on. And the way we've been losing membership, the way we've been losing revenue, it's, it's – it's, I just – I get so frustrated with it all. But I don't want to come off as a one-trick pony. I've been writing about guns and gun rights, for over 20 years and the nra is only a small part of that i i do that watchdog thing because i know more about the inside workings of the nra than most people who work inside the nra right and it's it's kind of an obligation i i know the history i've been in it you know from my father and i feel obligated and i'm a 40-year life member endowment member and uh, I care about the association, and I believe that we need a strong NRA, but uh, what we've been getting has has not been as strong as it should have been, and what we're about to get is, is a collapse, and who knows what's going to be left to pick up uh, from there. The judge seems to be fairly reasonable and concerned about NRA members, but... Who knows for sure what it's how it's all going to end up? But uh, yeah, unfortunately, at this point, I don't see that those of us on the outside can have any real impact.
1: To explain Jeff's pilloried comment earlier, it is widely spoken at NRA that the reason that Jeff shows up is because he has an axe to grind because his <clears throat> father tried to save the NRA and that didn't work out quite the way. I guess any not, of us hope any of us <laughs> <laughs> hoped. And so for that reason, whenever you show up, it's it, and I mean, actually, the ones who come out and pillar pillory you are actually the one trick ponies because they've been saying the same thing for how long?
0: Oh, it's over 20 years, yeah. you know, they yeah. they've been defending the indefensible. Um, and and this year in particular, I I put forward a couple of resolutions. People complain that, oh, they were too long and complicated well, I'm trying to explain a very complicated situation to people who just haven't been paying any attention. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to tell them that our membership has fallen, our annual membership. We've got basically 2 million life members and three had 3 million um, annual members. And the life members—they're all paid up. They're—they're they're riding the bus now. Right. Only—only uh, only if they make special contributions does any money come from them. Their life membership money was spent a long time ago. Instead of being <laughs> any of it being put into a trust fund or an endowment, like my father suggested 30 years ago, it's—it's uh, it's, uh, spent right then. And so what we depend on is our lifeblood is those those 3 million um, annual members, and we've lost a million and a half of those. That's half of our annual membership right. in just the last four years. We went from almost $400 million a year in revenue down to like $192 million. And $192 million is nothing to scoff at, but it's half of what it was four years ago. Five years ago, and that's that's just that's atrocious, and somebody should pay for that, and it shouldn't be the NRA members. Right. Unfortunately, it uh, it's the NRA leadership has has failed, and uh, we're paying the price we the members are paying the price for that and republicans are going to pay the price for it uh, in the coming election because that nra support that nra funding that nra notification and alerting people is not going to be as impactful as it has been in recent years and that's going to hurt um the the republicans chances for really making a sweep in 2024 as it did in 2022 uh, and 2020 for that matter so um it's just a downhill slog and i don't i don't see an upside anywhere uh in what's going on right now
1: well um I was going to ask you a question, but instead of that, tell everybody how to find you. I'll ask the question when we get back. How does everybody find Jeff Knox and that which Jeff Knox does?
0: <laughs> it's simple. Firearms Coalition, all one word, firearmscoalition.org. And uh, you can also find me on AmmoLand. Land. You can find me in Firearms News. Um, I, I write fairly prolifically. And... Uh, most of it ends up getting posted on my website, but some of it is proprietary, and so you have to go to firearmsnews.com or com in order to, to read some of those articles.
1: Hmm. I didn't know that. <laughs> and, of course, you should go support. Support should Jeff out there. Read his stuff, all the other things. This is this. Jeff is Jeff we is the have, most frugal guy I know. He's not flying, he's <laughs> he's riding on the Greyhound and everything. We'll be right back. This is lock and load. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Lock and Load. Talking to Jeff Knox, and you made a point uh, before we went to break, and I want to ask you about that. Do you think uh, the the weakened NRA had anything to do with the 2022 trickle?
0: I do. I, I absolutely do. Um, the, the NRA has, has been historically spending quite a bit of money, our power, the NRA's power, comes from the membership and and uh, like-minded gun voters out here and um, in election cycles the big uh, power is the power of the money is in alerting those members and getting them to the polls getting getting out the vote is is everything in elections and um nra didn't do a great job that republicans didn't do a great job i'm not putting all of it on the nra by any means but when you look at the margin of defeat in so many places um places like arizona we failed to turn out strong support in arizona and uh I put some of that at the foot of the NRA and their their failure to be able to spend the money that they should have been able to spend. Uh, So, yeah, I I put a lot of that there. But here in the coming elections, uh, if anybody who watched uh, President Trump's CNN town hall uh, should have noticed uh, there was only one question about Second Amendment stuff. And the guy asking the question uh, uh, prefaced it with, well, we've we've got all of these attacks and you uh, uh, supported a ban on bump stocks. And so what are you going to do if you get reelected as president? And Trump made a a really telling statement. He he said, look, uh, as you know, you know, we did the bump stock thing. And as you know, they don't matter. They're not important. We went to NRA, and NRA told us that's not important. It's just teaching people how to shoot poorly quickly. so uh, we we went along with them on that. and that that <laughs> is is a damning statement uh, and and it is exactly. What the biggest problem with NRA over the past 20 years hasn't been the, the financial chicanery, which is absolutely true and real. It's the failure to understand the core principles of the fight. Um, there's really three types of players uh, in, in the gun rights community. You've got the true believers – who understand what the Second Amendment means, that it's a fundamental, it's a sacred right that has to be defended, period. Then you've got the hobbyists who they just want to cover their own base, their own niche. As long as I can have my shotgun and shoot birds, as long as I can have my competition pistol, even if it has to be stored at a range you know, that I'm okay with that and some infringement and some blah 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 and then you've got political players and I put Wayne LaPierre in this category and almost all politicians in this category they look at it as a political issue and they look at political solutions to get around issues and problems and stuff and on bump stocks Wayne LaPierre he put out a statement he said the NRA believes that these devices, bump stocks, should be more tightly regulated. You can't say that. I put out an immediate statement calling for the board of directors to repudiate that position. It's incompatible with the the NRA's stated goals and positions. And I I called on them to to repudiate that and actually had a rebuttal article uh, submitted to Ammoland by Marion Hammer, uh, former NRA president, current member of the board of directors, lobbyist out of Florida, and she basically said, "Well, bump stocks are stupid. Anybody who wants one is stupid. There's no reason for us to defend them. It's stupid. So they should just. Why are you making a big deal out of it? And that tells us where these people are. It's not a political issue. It's a a principle." and we have to stand by the principles. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump laid it out there. Well, I asked Wayne LaPierre, and Wayne said, yeah, go for it. Uh, let's regulate these things. Wayne started backpedaling on that and saying, no, we don't want a ban. We, we just want some, some regular – what do you want, Ray- Wayne? What kind of infringement is the NRA officially supporting with that, with that statement? And uh, that's one of the things that that then we get a bunch of our guys saying, "Well, the NRA is just—they don't get it. They're—they're they're not on our side. They're—they're they're enemy shill. No, they're stupid. They're playing political games. They're not the bad guys, but they're not as good of good guys as they really need to be. You can make deals and wiggle around politically while maintaining your principles." But if you throw out your core principle, once you, you do that, you've undermined the whole, your whole foundation and, and you've got nothing to stand on anymore. And that's where NRA and, and Wayne LaPierre are right now. And it's, it's an absolute. Uh, It's ridiculous, and it's a shame, and we should be doing something about it. NRA board of directors should be doing something about it, and they haven't. They keep allowing it to go forward. They keep excusing the bad behavior, the the bad finances, the bad political decisions, the the self-aggrandizement. They keep excusing that and supporting that, and uh, it's... uh, it's, it's killing them. And on we go. And on top of that, the guys who throw their hands up and walk away and say, well, it's just uh, a two-party system, two sides of the same coin. They're just as bad as those guys. It's, it's... No, it's not, folks. We've got a, a, a two-stage system in our elections. The first stage is the primary elections. The second stage is the general election. You try your hardest to get the very best candidate elected in the primaries to be your candidate in the general. And then in the general, regardless of who it is, now your objective is to keep the bad guys out of power. Keep your enemies out of power. Reduce their power. And if that means that if here in Arizona I've got someone like, Kirsten Cinema, who is sort of pro-gun and I've got somebody who even may, maybe it's somebody who's anti-gun hang, who's hang running on, on the Republican.
1: Hang, hang on for me for just a second okay. coming up on the next break if you would tell everybody how to find Jeff Knox
0: firearmscoalition.org all one word firearmscoalition.org
1: also you can find his stuff on Ammoland. His stuff gets reprinted in a lot of places. He didn't point that out. He gets reprinted he in a lot of places. So, I mean, and, and no, he is not a one trick pony. He has never been a one trick pony. That's just the, uh, those leveling the attacks, they're the one trick ponies because that's all they can come up with. They can't, they can't fight you ideologically because you, you're just way too logical for them. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. In the 21st century, the handgun has become the preeminent self defense tool. At CH Precision, we specialize in taking your weapon to the highest degree of functionality possible. With a complete array of goods and services specializing in red dot sight installation, CH Precision will help you realize the most effective handgun the first time. If you need slide milling, installation, or accessories, go to chpws.com. CH Precision. Welcome to the Room Squad. All right, welcome back. This is Lock and Load. We we're talking to to Jeff Knox and he is dispelling all notions. We've been talking about the Republican Party, we've been talking about the NRA. Let's talk a little bit about the Republican Party because we got Trump out there and uh, I've long I mean, would you would you characterize it as Trump goes to the, to the NRA before he makes a statement?
0: Um no. Trump doesn't go to anybody before he makes a statement, uh, before he makes an official statement, maybe. Okay. Before the White House makes an official statement, maybe. But but um, uh, Trump talks off the cuff, and there's absolutely no question, Trump is not a true believer. Trump is not a dedicated Second Amendment supporter. Uh, his history, and, uh, recent history and, and distant history, all says that, that he doesn't get it he's not really a gun guy by any means his sons sort of are they're you know african safari hunters and and have done a little bit of of shooting and fun stuff and and yeah that's that's all good well and good but they're not real people they're celebrity people they're billionaire people they're they're not (laughs) <laughs> they don't think the way the rest of us think, and they don't aren't motivated the way the rest of us are motivated. All of that said, I voted for him twice. I would vote for him again. Um, I don't intend to support him in the primaries because I, I frankly I think Ron DeSantis has a better chance of winning the general election than Donald Trump does. Um, and if you look at current media, the. While the the media is attacking Trump, at the same time they're attacking uh, DeSantis harder. They uh, you have all of these bogus legal things coming against Trump, and again, make something clear: uh, opposing the weaponization of government and the legal system against Donald Trump is evil and wrong, and I absolutely oppose them doing that and support efforts to stop them from doing that but that doesn't mean that I have to support Donald Trump in the primary I don't think that Trump is the most winnable candidate nor do I frankly think he's the best candidate I appreciated a lot of the things that he did when he was president I think he was a good president in many many ways he wasn't great on the second amendment as he demonstrated in the bump stock thing listening to NRA but, um, but I think that DeSantis has a better chance of winning in the general election, and, um, that's the direction that I'm going to go. Um, so, and, and this comes back to the point I was making a minute ago, though, is, I, I mean, president's one thing. Your local state legislature and, and Congress, um, one of the things that people don't take into account that matters hugely is who holds the majority? Is it the Democrats or the Republicans? And at this point, the Democrats have made gun control a key issue in their platform, and Republicans continue to be sort of pro-gun. When it comes down to brass tacks, in the primary, you try and get your best candidate, the, the guy who is best positioned on your issues and who has the best chance of getting elected, both of those things are critically important. And then in the general, you try and keep the opposition from power. That means don't give them another seat just because you're mad at the guy you're running. I would vote for a, a, an anti-gun Republican over a pro-gun Democrat just to try and keep Chuck Schumer out of the Senate, that out, out of Senate control, out of the majority leader. Um, it matters. It matters. That matters, and that's very difficult for me to say that I would do that, but I absolutely would because the big picture says keeping Republicans right now the way they the, – I'm not – I don't want to come off as partisan, but the parties have have drawn the line and forced me to be partisan, and uh, that's the direction I would go. I would, I would take that position, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping – that uh 2024 people wake up and look around and say, do we want more of what we've been getting for the last four years? And let's do everything we can to avoid uh, letting more of this go on because the more it goes on, the deeper we get and the, the fewer options we have. And, uh, you know, they they want to compare AR-15s to F-15s, and uh, I, that's, that's not a place we want to go. You know, it's just not.
1: I don't worry too much about the comparison of AR-15s to F-15s because F-15s only work in the sky, and I operate on the ground. Well, and who's going to fly them? And, and, and yeah, and that that's the other thing. And then there's the whole part about where they have to land. So that means they have to have somewhere to land. And, you know, they, they mm-hmm. may. So, this, you know, that doesn't, that's not a big concern of mine when he makes that statement. That's, a, that's an ignorant statement from a very ignorant man that doesn't no, actually understand absolutely. the nature of anything. Now, as far right. as Trump is concerned, you know, right now we're 18 months away. I don't really care what the polls say. I'm waiting to see. I think he needs to be right. very stiffly. Primaried by somebody that can, you know, make him make him come out and get get hard again. This, right. this I, I sincerely hope he does not run on twenty twenty was stolen.
0: Right, I agree and with him. Fine, let's
1: move on. What are we doing?
0: Yeah, that's what he's been doing uh, up to now, and he's actually running to the left of Ron DeSantis, <laughs> as looking for ways to damage DeSantis by criticizing DeSantis for. Good hard right things that Desantis has done, and I, I have a problem with that, you know. But um, but yeah, the I, I believe that um, uh, New Jersey Governor what's his name, the, Chris the big guy, yeah. Chris Christie, is about to declare, and, and uh, why, why is, is he that? That, Yeah, claiming that he's going to shake things up. Uh-huh. I think that he's in there to shake things up. I don't think he's in there to win it. Uh, I think that uh, Nikki Haley. I love Nikki Haley, and I think that she is clearly running for the vice presidency under Trump. Why? And she's taking pot shots at at Desantis and uh, doubling down on on Trumpism, and so I think that she's trying to do that, and uh, she'd be a good vice president. Uh, okay, I, I, well, like I mean her, she's she's
1: the former governor of South Carolina. And I will tell you, she will make right. as good a vice president as Kamala Harris. <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> now if if so, yeah, i wanted to get out man. there if i wanted to get out there and pick a vice presidential candidate i might be looking at vavik
0: i i i like him yeah um i i i do um very sharp guy um but right now like you say the polls are fluctuating. Who knows what? The media is clearly, they want Trump to win the primary yeah. because it's good for them. Yeah, Just they, like they, CNN yeah, they, told. <laughs> well, I mean, CNN's they, they think it's because they don't
1: think he can win the general. And, I mean, he does have a few right. weaknesses still. I mean, he doesn't know how to pick a cabinet at all. He doesn't know, well, how, to, I mean, he doesn't know how to make the system work for him.
0: The biggest and, weakness, though, the biggest weakness is that uh, – more than half the country despise him. They don't just dislike him. They don't. They, they they are gutturally hatred towards this guy. Sure. And there's nothing that he's saying or doing right now that is moving one single independent vote into his camp. Right. Nothing. And that's the big problem.
1: Well, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you the other part of the big problem when we get back. Coming up on the next break, uh, firearms policy. Is it firearm policy or firearms policy?
0: Just firearms coalition. Excuse me, firearms
1: coalition. My bad. He'll beat me later. (laughs) I'll I'll run him somewhere. He'll be beating on me. Firearmscoalition.org, that's where you can check them out. Join them, you know. Support them. Absolutely. Find, find. Look up Jeff Knox uh, at Ammo Land. Oh my gosh, the cascade will begin. All good stuff. This is whatever you may read about Jeff Knox as far as anything that may somebody may claim motivates him. That's just. uh, Well, you find a lot of that in the pasture. Don't pay any attention to it. It's just nonsense. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Back. this is lock and low we're talking to jeff knox from firearms coalition and we were talking the, the talking the politics and the possible i will i will probably support desantis in the primary mm-hmm. myself simply because and i'm you know I, I do a daily show here locally and everybody's out there Oh, desantis he's a deep stater he's a this he's a that he's a look at his background um isn't he relatively young? What kind of a political background? I haven't looked into his background. Does he have a background? What What else has he done besides be governor? Has he he served in Congress, right? Right. He was he, he was he a military officer uh, officer of some sort, right?
0: I believe so, and he I believe he was a, a JAG officer, if I'm remembering right, yeah. um, and uh, was a prosecutor for for a time. Um, so a pretty varied career. Uh, for a guy his age, um, but he's done a great job in Florida and, uh, it shows, you know, um, so I, I think that he's a good administrator. I think he's a pretty good communicator. I question some of the approaches that he's taken because it's like, oh, I'm going to stick it to them. I think his, his battle with Disney is, is poorly framed. I think it's correct, but I think it's poorly framed. But, um, no, it's I think gutsy. he's a sharp guy. It's gutsy, a good though, isn't it? It is. Oh, it's absolutely gutsy. And, uh, I love that he doesn't allow the press to lie. You know, they start to ask a question that's based on a, on a falsehood. And he says, wait, stop. You're lying. This is not this way. You know, and I, I appreciate that. But, um... It's I I think that as things stand right now, unless there's something really dramatic that shakes up, I think that I will support DeSantis in the uh, in the primary and uh, hope to support him in the general because I think that uh, he can draw more of those independent voters over sure. just on on his competency. He is competent and has demonstrated that competency and his resounding re-election in florida demonstrates that you know that people respond to that so i i uh, of course it's still going to be rigged it's you're still going to have the major media uh, actively working against whoever is the republican uh candidate and um That's just the way it is. And we have to overcome that. And that's why it's so critical that our guys don't walk away, don't go down into their bunker to load magazines, but actually get involved and get busy and participate in the process to get us the best candidates out there and elected. Because... While the courts have been going our way, the Supreme Court with the Bruin decision, critical decision, very important, one of those things that the NRA has done right in recent years, um, that's important, but courts take a lot of time, and there's no guarantee, and it really comes down to it's the stupid laws. It's not that the BATF is jack legs. They are. It's not that the FBI is corrupt. They are. It's it's the laws, stupid. <laughs> it's They are enforcing bad laws, and Congress is allowing those bad laws to remain on the books. And the only way that we're going to change the laws, other than the Supreme Court saying, no, that's unconstitutional, which they might get around to doing, is that we have to change the Congress and the executive. And if we don't do that, In the state legislatures and at at Congress, if we don't change the lawmakers and change the executive who has to sign those laws, we're not going to see real change. And the only way we do that is that we get active and involved and we support the lesser of two weevils or the, the best bad choice or the less hurtful choice or whatever. We've got to take power away from the authoritarian controllers and give power back to the people. And that's what we have to do.
1: With uh, how, how do you feel about McCarthy as a speaker? I've, I've been a little surprised by him. I'm actually pleasantly surprised by him. What do you think of him?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that he's, he's done a good job so far. I, I think that this whole thing on the debt limit, that what he has to be saying uh, more is that hey, we're here, we're ready to negotiate, we want to hold the line and not spend a whole lot more money, so uh, it's up to you to not shut down the government by coming and sitting down at the table and let's work out our differences. Um, This By refusing to come to the table, Joe Biden is aiming us directly at forfeiture. And he keeps saying that that's not what he wants, but he won't even sit down and talk with us about it. So it's on him and they need to keep putting it. It's on him. The it's, it's your move, Joe. That should be their slogan. It's your move, Joe. We've put our cards on the table. It's your move. Let's see it. And, uh, but, but yeah, overall, I think that he's been doing a, a pretty good job, a surprisingly good job. And I, I, uh, I approve of the um, his critics keeping him under pressure. They have to be careful about how much they do that um, because they're they're sometimes sounding like they're being really really petty, and that's a problem. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, all, all in all, I think he's been doing he's doing a heck of a lot better job than Nancy Pelosi for crying out loud.
1: Well, he's doing a better job than Paul Ryan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I
1: mean, Paul absolutely. Ryan was the biggest disappointment I, I, I've ever experienced. The only one worse than Paul Ryan is the murder turtle.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Mitch should. McConnell and and but we're gonna we're at risk. Mitch McConnell is probably going to retire at the end of his term in what is it 27? 20, uh, right? Um, and uh, who is going to be the Republican leader from there? Is it going to be Uh, Backstabbing John Cornyn uh, Who is the epitome Of that political operator Who doesn't get it Who doesn't understand our issue And uses our issue as just a chip To throw on the table Um, We we need to be thinking About that and we need to be pushing for that And and we need to be uh, uh, You know We've got to be looking at our bench And Republicans have been terrible About looking at the bench and seeing what's coming around the corner. And uh, they really need to do that. And we as gun voters, we need to be looking at that. Um, you know, if if it came down to it, you know, yeah, I'm going to vote for Cornyn if he's the only choice, if if I was in Texas. But um, but we need to primary him. We need to let him know that we're not happy with him. Yeah. And uh, we need to let our other, our senators know that he's not our choice for leader. We want somebody who understands our issue better and is more solid on our issue uh, to be leading the Republicans in the Senate. And, uh, you know, gee, I wish we could say that about Democrats, that that we'd like to see a pro-gun Democrat in there if Democrats would (laughs) would ever get uh, back into that camp.
1: Yeah, well, I I think those guys are gone. I think those guys are gone. Mm -hmm. And that's the issue. But I I will say this. um, I would hope, you know, we're looking at the House. There's a bunch of really good, hardcore conservatives in the house i don't see, yep. there's you know there may be five in the senate and are they in senior i mean they're not they haven't been there for 50 years so they're not in senior leadership positions and everybody else is there they play the gentleman's game it just it just uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 well it, it just it, irritates well, me to no end
0: the harder line um the harder line republicans in the senate um they are uh, alienated from yeah. the the good old boys club, yeah. because they have challenged Mitch McConnell, because they question, uh, <laughs> yeah, because they question uh, John Cornyn and and disagree with him, well, they get pushed out. The current leadership doesn't like them, and so they don't get a chance to get up in in there and uh, do what needs to be done. You know, guys like uh, uh, Rand Paul. Yeah. Um,
1: Running out so, of time, Jeff. We have run out of time. We could do we we need to do this again. Very stimulating conversation. Yeah. I love the kind of conversation. Find Jeff Knox at Amalan.com. Find him at firearmcoalition.org. Uh go and support him every way you can because he is the exact opposite of what they claim he is. He is a very effective Second Amendment advocate. Very true. And I to the need call. your support. Absolutely <laughs> absolutely. Go, go out there the and support, do please. go out there and just do it. Just go out there and do it. There you go. Power number three is coming up. Yes, sir. Coming up next is going to be Dean Weingarten. This is Lock and Load.